I'm Nishima Yuki, and you're listening to the Giant Sword Podcast, home of the second biggest group of phantom thieves ever. The first being me, Keck. Hello, and welcome to this week's Giant Sword Podcast. I'm your party leader, Nick Lynn. Joining my party today is Taylor Hoyt. Hey. Jarrett Malone, right? Hey, hey. Yeah, I got it right. Yes. <laughs> Everyone knows him as Devil from the Discord. Devil's Cry. Also one of the mods. Also one of the... Bracers. Bracers. They're called Bracers. Bracers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he's uh, he was at TwitchCon, so we were able to have him in studio, which is just my room, but you know. Which is also a studio. It is yeah. a studio. Very cramped studio. But, Very know. cramped. <laughs> Can you imagine if there's actually a bed in here? <laughs> and no you sleep on the floor. It's fine. Yeah. Right next to Coco. Yeah. No, I don't. See, Coco's right here. And Coco's <laughs> always there. All right? She doesn't move. She's always there. She's always watching. there. Watching. <laughs> you could... You, you, she was there when you came into the room, right? <laughs> she wasn't on that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what you say. Yeah. I put it there just to make sure, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us today. There's actually a pretty decent amount of news. Better than the last few weeks where it was like no news. And a lot of sales numbers, Taylor. Do you want to do this or do you want me to do it? Since you're usually our news guy. Uh, Sure. Yeah, so the first bit of news, I didn't know know about this until we started, but uh, the .hack collection, .hack GLAS recode, uh, shipments and digital sales top 300,000, which is pretty good, I think, for a remaster for a series that I never played, and I don't know if how many people played it back in the day. I mean, they made a lot of them, because there were two trilogies, right? This is the second well, one. One was a trilogy, yeah. and one was a quadrilogy. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah. geez. <laughs> so it shows you how much I know about this. But, um, yeah, it's interesting that it sold well. Um, again, have either of you guys played any of them? Well, I, I mean, I think I'm probably one of the biggest .hack fans in the Discord. So, you know, I bought it day one. Well, the remaster anyway. Have you mm-hmm. played it yet, though? Yeah, I've already beaten it. Nice. What did you think about it? Good remaster? Uh, the, I thought it was okay. Sped up the gameplay. They made the game a little easier than I felt was necessary, to be honest, because the games were already easy. But, yeah. What under the bridge, so I won't sit there and hop on it too much. Because didn't they add, like, an extra story or something like that? Yeah, they added a fourth volume, but it's really just a glorified epilogue, more or less. Mm, okay. Gotta, yeah. love, gotta have that epilogue. Yeah. It's a requirement. It's not, you get points docked, in my opinion. <laughs> I know a lot of people wanted to see the first four games remastered, but I said, well, you'd have to do a complete overhaul for those games to even work. Because the combat is a little too menu-based for the type of game that it is. Hmm. Is it a Taylor game? Can Taylor play this play this remaster? Uh, for GU, yeah, I could see him playing it. <laughs> yeah. You can see him? Are they, is it more action combat? Yeah, it's a, it's a little more turning? action combat. Okay. Yeah. It's like it's in 60 frames per second now, so it's like they oh, increase nice. the like, experience points. It's faster. It's like they just wanted to increase the overall pace, speed up things. And that's what Taylor needs. Oh, yeah. Cool. 
I, that's one of those games I always want to get around to, but this year has just been so jam-packed. I'm like, I'm knocking them out. There's really only a couple of games in my backlog that I need to get to. One of them being Dragon Quest, and that's probably like the longest game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I want to get to that at some point. Yeah. Um, I need to get back to that. I really do. <laughs> I need to actually start playing that <laughs> myself, too. Do you have it, Nick? What? The dot .hack thing? Oh, oh no. We're talking, about we're talking about Dragon Quest, yeah. Yeah. Like, I finished Xenogears, and now I'm starting Torna. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to play Dragon Quest, don't I? <laughs> I think so. I think so. And then speaking of more news, um, Falcom announced that Ease 8 has reached 500,000 sales worldwide. And I wasn't sure if that was, like, a good number. But Falcom, when I think about it, Falcom's a pretty small studio, so I think... That's a pretty good number for them. Yeah, for Falcom, it's a pretty good yeah. number. If G if Dot Hack GU was like celebrating three hundred thousand, I think five hundred thousand. Yeah, good. yeah, that's true. Um, and so this is only in Japan so far, but it said to commemorate the occasion, a Christmas gift package, quote unquote, version for PS4 will release in Japan on December twentieth for forty eight hundred yen, which I think is like fifty bucks, maybe or forty bucks or something like that. Forty five bucks. Uh, yeah. Because um, with DLC product code for a special PS4 theme with Christmas-style original background music and an avatar set also comes with two message cards, one's for you and one's to give to a friend as a gift. Oh, that's so cute. But, um, yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, unfortunately, Ease 8 had quite the debacle in the States with, like, the tr translation, and apparently it was a real problem on PC and stuff like that. But... Um, is this still a problem on PC? Do you guys know? I don't know. I've kind of lost yeah. track of that yeah, game. Yeah, I haven't heard totally too much honestly. about the PC version in months. So. Yeah. But it's a great game. The PS4 version is, I feel like, the best version of that game. It probably runs the best and it yeah. has the most content, I imagine. Another Switch version has yeah, the same Switch has the most has content. Much. Well, oh, it, does it? Yeah. It's, yeah. Wait, has, PS4, has the PS4 content and, and swimsuit DLC? Yeah, I think it's the swimsuits and... I think they added something else. It was like old school at all with like but... the red, the armor with the red like undershirt or whatever, from like E's Origins, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We need the those here. Good. Which reminds me, I need to up my my speedrun time. So they, they, uh, I don't think we talked about this because Nick hates speedrunning, but the uh, <laughs> the the speedrunners of E's Eight cracked the thing like wide open. Apparently, you can beat it in like fifteen minutes. I don't know what they did or how they do it. Whoa. But they just like blew it open. So there's like this like unofficial speedrun and then like the hacker speedrun going around. So the like the official one is the one that I've tri been trying to do and so it's the time is I think an hour 38 or whatever, but whatever, it's it's fun. Have you gotten below 200 uh, 2 hours yet? No, I, I in fact I didn't know what my actual time was um cuz I hadn't done it in so long so I uh, booted up OBS and I think my time is 2 hours and 14 minutes something like that. Mm. So I've got some time that I definitely need to shave off, but someday, someday. <laughs> okay, so the next Atelier game is announced. Now I'm sure a lot of people listening, wait a minute, another Atelier game? I know we were just sort of talking about uh, off-camera Atelier Nelk and the Legendary Alchemist, which is like an all-star kind of Atelier game, but this one... Breaking from tradition, at least from the recent releases, is going to be the fourth in the Arlen trilogy, or I guess it would be the quadrilogy now. So you play as, the game's called Atelier Lelua, the Scion of Arlen, and you play as um, Rorona's daughter, who is the um, main character of the first of the Arlen trilogy. 
And so let me just kind of read the uh, kind of the breakdown. So it'll be coming out spring 2019 for Switch, PS4, and Steam PC. Um, let's see. So the details are Telia Verona, uh, the Alchemist of Arlen, marked the beginning of the Arlen trilogy, or Mar Arlen series. Now the following the events of Atelier Totary and Atelier Memoru comes an all-new story. The latest title is set in a world preceding the story of Atelier Preceding. Yeah, okay. Atelier Memoru. Uh, the title depicts how characters and locations have changed over time, set in a world both nostalgic and new. The curtain lifts on another adventure of alchemists. For, for the alchemists. Um, but yeah. Pretty much gonna be the same thing, I imagine. Going around doing alchemy, fighting monsters. So this is running a shop. <laughs> this is a sequel to the PS3 trilogy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The one that was very bright in your room. <laughs> <laughs> that was super bright. It was hurting my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, I I'm excited. I haven't played. I keep saying that I want to get back into the Atelier games, but the last one I played was Shally, which was the last one on PS3. have not played any of the PS4 ones, but they are re-releasing the Arlen Trilogy on December 4th for Switch and PS4 and Great. PC. And then, uh, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to play those, but I really, one of these five, I want to get around to playing. Um, <laughs> just because I, I really like those games. I, I played all of the uh, Arlen games, on PS3, I played Aisha, played uh, Shally, and then I, like I said, I didn't play any of the any of the PS4 ones. But yeah. Nick, you still have one on your shelf that you haven't played. I think it's still in the wrapping. No, it's not still in the wrapping. But yeah, Sophie. And then I got one right there, Iris Three, for the uh, PS2. Yeah, see, I've only played the PlayStation Two games, like all three of the Iris games. Are you? Are any of you guys interested in picking either this up or the other four Atelier games that are coming soonish? So many coming out. I mean, I'll I'll pick up the uh, the uh, PlayStation Four remasters of the Arlen trilogy just to finally try them out. They're good. They the thing that that kind of annoys me about them though is like, uh, Rorona starts out very simple. Like you're just. An alchemist, you own a shop, you do quests, and if you don't finish the quest by a certain time limit, then the game's over. So it's all about just doing quests. It kind of reminds me of Persona in a way, where you're like, you have to beat the dungeon by a certain date, and then after that, there's like some free time to go do whatever. Um, but then Totori is a little bit more open, and then Miru is really open, and then they kind of did a little bit of everything for the other ones. So I'm really curious to see how they do this one, if they bring it back to basics, or they kind of keep it open. Or... I think Ayesha was the one where they got rid of the time limit entirely. Yeah, because that yeah. one was more of a story where you're like hopping between towns, if I remember right. Yeah, because I think that's when they, yeah, because I think that's when they started adding more of a story. The um, the thing that, that kind of bugged me as the games went on is like the production values like kind of slowly revealed themselves. Like they had a lot of the same animations and you know when they're talking and stuff like that and it's just like oh my god can you have more than like three animations so but it's addicting it's like a super addicting game you're just like doing quests gathering fighting doing it all again of course if you like cute anime girls yeah i was looking at game i was looking at the what's it called uh, i think i even heard maddie on that one. yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> the nelk right nelk yeah yeah um that 
One second. Nelka, they announced a bunch of new characters and they had a bunch of character art. And I'm like, man, this game is just cute. Like, everything <laughs> is. is cute. Even the guys are just cute. <laughs> just everything yep. in this game is cute. Which is really funny. Yep. No, they are. They're all very cute. And, uh, and also, you're on your comment about the same three animations. Would you mm -hmm. rather have the same three animations or the free-flowing animations of Final Fantasy XV where the characters are like, so are you doing anything today? And <laughs> <laughs> Never let that one die. Annoy <laughs> <laughs> the hell out of me. It's like, when I was talking to Cindy, mm -hmm. she'd be like, yeah, so can you help me out? I need, I need some items for my uh, shop and i'm like look at me woman i'm right here <laughs> i mean a thing where they like do like over gesture and it's like they do more gestures than they should whenever they speak <laughs> yeah they just it's like or it's like in sonic 06 like when he's oh uh, yeah that's what i was thinking of sonic 06 that's, where... that's exactly what i, <laughs> yeah, thought that's what I was, was thinking too <laughs> no because there's like the, the old man where you go and talk to him he's like he's like tell you something and he's all like this <laughs> his hands like flipping in the air <laughs> And, like, there's a cutscene with uh, Robotnik where he's all uh, talking to Elise. And he's, like, giving his speech and he's all... Uh... <laughs> Over the top. <laughs> Over the top. This just... <laughs> yeah, I would, whenever I think of Final Fantasy XV, I think of Sonic 06 because of the... <laughs> it's like, it's, is this finished? Apparently not because they're still working on it. No, it's not finished. It'll never be finished. Nope. <laughs> cool. Yep, I'm excited. Just another. So I, I've made this list. I think I bring it up every week. But I <laughs> another, made damn list. List. another damn list. Another damn list. No, no, the list of all the JRPGs that are coming out this next year, or at least yeah. the ones that have been announced. And there's like twenty something. They're all gonna be. There, there's gonna be like three like amazing ones, and then the rest are gonna be like yeah, maybe win it on a sale. Swimming on seven. Swimming on like sevens. seven out of tens. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't even know if it'll be seven out of tens. They might be lower than that, but uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe some of them will like surpass expectations, like that one we were talking about last week, Nick. The uh, Caligula effect, or whatever. Oh yeah, I was about to mention that too, Caligula. Well, I mean, the PSP version is uh It's a very. Uh, the frame rate is all over the place. <laughs> Let's just put yeah. it that way. <laughs> yeah. Like, the battle system's a neat concept, but that frame rate, if you can get past the frame rate, then, yeah, it's a pretty uh, pretty fun time. But if, but I know most people probably can't. And, oof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, the we're remake not gonna... looks awesome, though. It's, like, exactly what I kind of pictured that type of battle system would look like. So I'm looking forward to that one. Nice. Um, yeah, so what else? Um, okay, so the next piece of news. So the, there's been like this DLC that's sort of been floating out there for Nino Kuni 2 for a long time. Like I remember they announced uh, the season pass and then they said there'd be a DLC coming out this year and then there would be one in spring. And they still haven't put one this year yet, but they have uh, a name for it and they have a few more details. Um, so it said the title and contents of The Lair of the Lost Lord the first large-scale downloadable content for Nino Kuni 2 will be out this winter. Um, main offer will be the first blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is a super difficult dungeon that's even harder than the high-difficulty Faraway Forest dungeon. Additionally, 
DLC is highlighted by a martial method system that creates an entirely new battle style that uh, been seen thus far. Uh, lots of new weapons, new quests, and uh, yeah, so... Are there new enemy it, types? Because there's about five I, in that game. I mean, yeah. I imagine there must be something for the dungeon, probably. It doesn't yeah. specifically mention any new enemies, but I have to imagine that... Uh, so they mention this enemy called the Prince of the Wraths who runs this dungeon, so I imagine there must be something in the dungeon that's new. Hopefully. Yeah. A new system called the, the Martial Method System that, that enhances the player's battle style has also been added. It appears yeah. that the new changes obtained from memories of people Evan meets through his journey will be added to the battle style. What sort of changes can Martial Method include? Stay tuned for a future update. Hmm. Uh, new equipment. Yeah, a lot of new gear. Apparently it's like a gear hunt sort of thing. But just one dungeon, that's all it is. <laughs> it's apparently a pretty big dungeon. I think there's like a story that goes with it too. It's no Torna. Yeah, I know yeah, they said no. they were going to add some kind of uh, character quest. I don't know if they're like smaller side quests that give some background to characters or their bigger side cool. quests. But, but hey, I was reading somewhere they were going to add those for the characters. But hey, there's more Bracken, and that's all that matters. Yeah, true. Bracken. <laughs> Nick likes those mature older ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that's my type. Yep. Um, so the last piece of news that uh, I think that we'll probably talk about, maybe, uh, maybe one more, is uh, so Cygames Fest is scheduled for December 15th and 16th. And for people who don't know who Cygames are, they, uh, they make Grand Blue Fantasy, they make Dragalia Lost, which is the new Nintendo mobile game they put out. And then they put out this like weird like horse girl racing game called Uma... Masume or something like that. They have, there's an anime for it that came out last season. Um, but the reason why I mention this is because I think this is where they could potentially give a release date for that platinum JRPG called like Grand Blue Fantasy or Grand Blue Fantasy Project Link or something. Project RE Link. Because they haven't talked about that game in a long time. And they showed like a, a gameplay demo either last TGS or like earlier in the year. I forget when. And it looked really awesome. So I'm really I'm hoping to get some more information about that game. I'm hoping to get some more information about the new Tales game, but we could all dream, right? Keep on. <laughs> I think it's good that we're waiting this long because that means they're just taking the time. It's going to be really good. Yeah. That's the hope, at least. <laughs> I'm yeah, shocked we still haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, game. it has it's been, been like, two years since two the years. Series. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but I love it. Good, yeah, good for them. At yeah. least it's not like the Atelier games where they're putting out two a year, yeah. five so, a year. So would this be like the, their first real PlayStation 4 game? Like that specifically believe... made for PlayStation 4? I, I know so. Zysteria and Berseria were both play had PlayStation 3 ports. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably yeah. probably Switch also, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, Switch too, yeah. <clears throat> so, so my thought is it's probably designed on Switch and then they upport it to PS4 because yeah. Switch is the weakest power-wise, but... Or this doesn't even come out on Switch, and they have their Switch exclusive game. Yeah, they've still been not said what that is yet. <laughs> it's it's gonna be Tales of Zestaria R. <laughs> they're gonna remake Tales of Zestaria, and they're gonna make it like they should have. So it's gonna be okay. Perfect. So, so here, let, let's do a bet right now, Nick. Well, whoever wins this bet, whoever wins this bet owes the other person ramen. Because I'm actually, I don't know if I'll, it'll be figured out by December when I come back. But what do you think will come out first? This fabled 
Zestiria remaster or Persona 5 Ruby on Switch? <laughs> what will come out first? Zestiria. Well, I, I, my money's still on Persona. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Devil, do you have any any guess? Any thoughts? <laughs> nah, I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> I'm going to sit this one out. The only Listeners, re- let us know in the comments. <laughs> the only reason why I say they're remaking Zestiria is because they spent so much building up this world. There is an anime. There is a manga. There's the game. And then they had a, a prequel to the to that world. That they really the, they really the want backstory. to make this world like a big thing. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Since Zestiria is obviously a rush job. Like it was good until the end. And then you're just like, okay... This is like where the they end lost of budget. The, the end of the prologue, you mean? Yeah, you're right. It, it was good until the end of the prologue. <laughs> okay, yeah. Eh, I thought it was meh. <laughs> it was all meh. Same. Everything's meh. All meh. But he's so, he's he's so like happy all the time. And then when he goes Sorry. down, when he goes down to the world, he's like, oh my god, I feel sick. The world's evil. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'm I'm act- I'm looking forward to the new tales. Game. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. Shouldn't say that. I'll, I'll wait and see what it. I'm make- I'm looking forward to what it. Is. Like I'm not like yeah. I'm gonna play day one because I didn't I didn't play Berseria. But uh, yeah. How much do you want to bet it's gonna be super stylized? It's gonna be like Persona Five, like that stylized. Maybe that'd be awesome. It's like this is the new tales game. It's a high school setting. Oh, oh. High school setting in a magic school? Yeah, in a exactly. night academy? Ah, I'd get turned off if they did that. <laughs> Guess what, guys? Social links. You get your own waifus. This is not Tales. Oh, yeah. Finally. Everyone waiting for it. Do you, uh, to be honest, though, I could actually see that happening. Yeah. What? I know. That's why I'm sort of... Yeah. yeah, I could see them doing that. No, just changing it up. Like, completely changing it up. Making it, like... <laughs> high school setting, but we get a magical high school setting. Yeah, like like Falcom did it. So yeah, because you know we Falcom need j- another Japanese high school setting, Japanese RPG. We don't have enough of those, you know. There's not enough. How many do we have? Every JRPG should be Japanese high school, where you have your daily life and then you have your dungeon crawling. That's what everything should be. So it's just like Persona, but the battle system's Tales. It's a win-win system. So you mean Tokyo Xanadu? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Tokyo's Xanadu doesn't have the Tails battle system. I know it's better. <laughs> it's an action RPG. <laughs> okay. I don't get it. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention, I don't know if there's much discussion to be had, but Level 5 recently celebrated their 20th anniversary, which is, when you think about it, it's kind of crazy, because I guess that would have marked the PS2, the beginning of the PS2, because they did Dark Cloud. Was their first game, as far as I remember? It's ridiculous. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the well that's the first time I've ever heard of one was with the first Dark Cloud game, so I think it was. So I'm, I was looking at their releases. They had Dark Cloud one and two, uh Dragon Quest eight, uh Rogue Galaxy, Rogue Galaxy. Dragon Quest Nine, uh Jean Dark, which is this super underrated PSP strategy RPG that like nobody played and it's really oh, good. I love it. So Oh good, it's, yes. It's, it's awesome. hard to get. Yeah, it's good. It's rare. Um of course, everyone's favorite, White Knight Chronicles. <laughs> yeah, they made a sequel, you know. Every, yeah, two, two White Knight Chronicles. Um, of course, Nino Kuni, one and two. Um, Fantasy Life, which is like 
kind of a grindy little 3ds game but it's like super charming it's like the it's so much fun i, I really liked it did, did either of you guys play that on 3ds nope no no i haven't no. played it oh, it's it's so good it's basically uh you pick like a life or you pick a job and then there are certain things you do to level up your job and then you move on to the next one so you can be like an archer woodworker so you're like doing archer things while you're chopping wood it's it like again it's it reminds me of harvest moon it's very tedious on paper but then as you're playing it it's just really fun um what else of course professor layton yokai watch and inazuma 11 which really never took off outside of japan but apparently it's like huge in japan so it seems like that's a lot of level five games yeah. seems in japan <laughs> but not here yeah Especially Yokai Watch. I mean, they keep putting those games out, but I don't think anybody cares like they do in Japan. Those games, that was like a phenomenon in Japan. Yeah, that's huge over there. And what was really weird, I remember when they put the first game out, it like did okay. Like it was fine, but then the anime came out and then like selling like crazy because of the anime. Yeah. All the kids and wanted then, it. Yep. And they wanted the toys and the little wristwatch thingy. So is this? So are those games any good? Because I hear like the battles are automated or something like that. Yeah, you have very, it's, very little input on the battles. Oh. Uh, so from what I understand, the way the battles work is, I think you have like a wheel of like six monsters, and only three can be in battle at once. And then you like rotate if like one's hurt or has like a, like a status effect or something, and then. Um, yeah, you just ro keep rotating around. Okay. I haven't played the game either, but yeah, that's, it's sort of auto battle. That sounds similar to J. Cocoon 2 minus the auto battling, because in there you have like three different sets of uh, 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 monsters that you can capture. And it's like you have three in like one group, three in another, and three in a, another group. And you can kind of like, it's like a weird way of rotating them all out. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, Sean Chiplock keeps being mad at us because we never played Jake Kuhn too, so... You sent yeah, get on it, <laughs> You sent us one. Seems like a fair trade, I mean, Jake Kuhn 2 for it, PS4. Jake Kuhn 2 is pretty <laughs> decent. Don't touch the first one. The first one's uh, rough. We've uh, both put some significant time into the first one. It's it's very... Yeah. What's the word? It has not aged well. No, it has you not. Have to, like, there's a lot of running like to, like... You get new monsters, you have to purify them back at the village, and there's no fast travel. Yeah, it's yeah. Point. All I know is that it's really interesting for like the first 15 hours, and then you're like, okay, I'm, I'm done. It's like, can we just can we just finish this up here? Yeah. That's good music, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Studio Ghibli did the animated opening for the first one, which is really weird. Mm. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact. <sighs> so that's it for news, unless you guys had anything else that... Oh, 2B was in, got announced for Soul Calibur, which I think is really funny because I saw a lot of really high quality character creators for 2B. Like people made it on their own anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but now it's but official. Now she but now she's official. In the, game. Yeah. the question which is, really doesn't surprise me. Can you blow off her skirt? I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. Oh, I bet you you can. I bet yeah. Because you could destroy armor, right? And yeah. The bottom armor of her skirt probably gets blown <laughs> off. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I bet you it's there. Who knows? Probably. But it's part of the DLC season pass, and I don't really care for that. Yeah, just make her in the custom character creator or whatever. That disappointed me, that custom creator. Really? Everybody's been yeah. really liking it. It's because yeah. it's, there's not many 
I was trying to make. I remember I made Rudy in Soul Calibur three, and Rudy has like a top. That's like it's like just like a straight line kind of top, you know. It's not like mm-hmm. it's not like a bra. Yeah. They don't have that in this one. They just have a bunch of bras. And I'm like, I need. It was like, why? Why is there no like tape bra that I need? <laughs> why can't my characters be more scandalous? God. Yes. No, that no, because tape bra would be like covering most of it up. The other bras are like you can see all the underboob and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, I know in one of the Soul Calibers they had a Tails reference. I think it was Sophia's weapon. Or it was a reference that I, I think it was Destiny. I can't I can remember off the top of my head, but I know there was a Cattell's reference in one of the weapons in a Soul Calibur game. I need to load up three, and I want to see how good that custom creator is compared to the newer ones. Because I remember that one being very in-depth. But I, that's probably my memory not working correctly. But um, know, Soul, Soul Calibur 3, is that a PS2 game? Or PS3? Yeah, it's, it's a PS2. Yeah, Soul Calibur 3 is PS2 exclusive. Do I have okay. them? No. I have two. All right. So, so t- should we go to the poll question? The let's Twitter do, poll let's do question? the Twitter poll question. Yeah, this. I mean, this wasn't originally intended as one, and then I just didn't remember to pull one out. So this is what we got. Um, so Taylor. basically, I um, I put out four soundtracks, and I said, keep three soundtracks, burn one, and what's your choice? And so I had the soundtrack for Xenoblade Two, Final Fantasy Fifteen, Persona Five, Veneer, Automata. And it is almost exclusively people burning Xenoblade 2 or Final Fantasy 15. Like, nobody said anything about Persona or Nier because those are, like, amazing soundtracks. So those two games, those are the two games that a lot of people did not play. I bet. I mean, Final Fantasy 15 sold the best of those four, so I imagine that one most people probably... Yeah. That, I, I... I'm gonna answer the question already. Out of out of all of those, I would have picked mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 15. There's only certain songs that are really memorable. Yeah. Hmm. I I mean I don't I know like as I was playing through Xenoblade, it had good music, but like as I think about it, I you know nothing comes to mind really. Mm-hmm. None of it. Like I mean, obviously Persona 5 and Nier are the two best. Like. Hands like down. Persona had that like jazz, like cool jazz, and then Nier was just so unique and weird. Um, but uh, what what about you, Devil? What would you pick to burn of those See, four? I've only played half of those games, so and I I will say, yeah, Xenoblade Two, just because I haven't played it yet, because I do like Final Fantasy Fifteen soundtrack from what I've heard. You haven't played Final Fantasy Fifteen yet? Not yet. I'm You're just, waiting for I it to be f- done, right? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Or just hopefully skip it all together. <laughs> no, no, it's a Final Fantasy game, so I'm obligated to play it. So, <laughs> Got it. And then, Nick, you said 15? Yeah, 15. I mean, I would probably burn Xenoblade 2 just because, again, nothing comes to mind outside of, like, a couple battle themes. And then 15, like, you know, that saga I had with making that video and I just would rewatch all those trailers. So a lot of the trailer music comes to mind and then like some of the kind of calmer moments when you're like getting to a camp or just hanging out, there's some good music. Um, but I can read some of the comments. Let's see what people say. <laughs> uh, JRPG, it's like J, the name J, and then <laughs> RPG. Uh, so there's like two good songs in Final Fantasy 15 OST, so that one's got to go for me. Um... 
My buddy, old buddy Yusuf said, "Gotta burn Xenoblade 2. Would be Final Fantasy 15, but that Distant Worlds Apocalypse Noctis song." So I guess he must have gone to the live oh, oh, concert or whatever. Oh, 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 oh. That song where you're flying and being Super <laughs> Saiyan Noctis. Mm-hmm. Very weird. Uh, Wandy said, "Easy, keep Zeno near and Persona burn that FF1 lol." <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Wandy. So who composed Xenoblade 2? Uh, the guy... Uh, it was the, like a couple... I think it's like three different people, if I remember right. The main guy was the guy who did Chrono Crosses, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. Sonori Mitsuda. Yeah, he was the main dude. Oh, okay. So, so there's a lot of calming, nice, relaxing music in that game. Yeah. And like every area like has a day theme and night theme and... Okay, that gives me something to look forward to when I play that. With, well, with the music anyway. I forget, you don't have a Switch, right? That will no, I don't have do a that. Switch yet. Okay. Soon. Lots of good stuff waiting for you. Oh, yeah. Smash. Uh. Um, oh, my gosh. Wait, actually, one person said Persona 5. So this is DJ Granblue. He said, ah, damn, the malice for FF15. Honestly, it would be a pick between that and Persona for me. Persona 5 has, like, two, has two tracks that I like. 15 has more, just sheer numbers for me. Wow. Only two? Only two? Man, Persona 5, uh, I'm shocked. Nobody said near though. I, I, you know, I take back what I said. I thought nobody said Persona 5. I don't think anybody said near. I'm just gonna scroll real quick. Yeah, a lot of Final Fantasy 15. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll keep going. Persona. I mean, I could pick. I mean, uh, it's called Beneath the Rain, right? Yeah. Dun, beneath, beneath the, the mask. Beneath, beneath the mask. mask. Yes. And that there's like four versions of that, so that I would count that as one song. <laughs> yeah. But still, all four versions are diff are pretty they're, good. They're, yeah, they're all different. Yeah. I think you were thinking of like the version when it rains, that real soft yeah. version. I love that theme. Oh yeah, that one's really good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. B Cop said, "I barely even remember Final Fantasy 15 because I kept listening to the other soundtracks with the portable <laughs> MP3 player." <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know what? That's probably going to be me too whenever I play the game. Just put those other soundtracks and just listen. I to think that. I was listening to the Final Fantasy VII one whenever I was driving the car. <laughs> the one I was really disappointed they didn't have two Xanarkand in it from Final Fantasy X. I was really shocked. I don't know why they didn't include it. Yeah, it's nice. like the most well-known song from that game, but they probably have it now. Yeah, they probably do now. Maybe it was a weird uh, licensing thing. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense, but uh, it's the reason why we don't have. Tony Hawk Pro Skater on PlayStation 1 Classics. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why, yeah, there's a lot of the, the music, licensed music, and Activision. Yeah, because I was wondering why that wasn't that. even a PlayStation 1 Classic, because, like, oh, it's probably the music. Man, I would totally dude, awesome. playing that on Vita, dude, that'd be the best. Oh I know. <laughs> oh, old school Tony Hawk on Vita. So, Craftium said, if Xenoblade 2 includes Torna, then bye bye 15. If not, then bye bye Xenoblade 2. Torna does have some good music. Torna's very jazzy, right? Yeah, it, it is. It's totally different. It's got definitely more of a jazz vibe to it. It's very odd, but I like it. It's very good. Um, I think that's kind of most of the interesting comments slash people from Discord. <laughs> slash people. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I guess we'll move on to each of our topics. So uh, since I went first last week, you, well, you want... technically you did not go first. It is 
tied into the Twitter question, right? Okay. So do you want me to go first this week then? Sure. Because so we, I, we still got to talk about what we've been playing. Do we? I haven't really been playing any JRPGs. I'll just say that. I have. I play, I've been dabbling in Fire Emblem Warriors, and I've been playing a lot of God of War, which is obviously not a JRPG, and that's pretty much it. Have you been playing anything? Or have you just been busy uh, with con season? Well, just Fistle of the North Star Lost Paradise. Pretty much that. Isn't that, that, isn't that this, like, fifth of the North Star Yakuza? Yeah, yeah, that's basically what it is. I beat Xenogears. <laughs> oh, boy. So what, what are your final thoughts? Yeah, what are the Lay final thoughts? Final thoughts. Okay, on the first, Kippy asked, like, playtime, uh, rating... Is it should it be considered one of the great great classics on the PS One? Uh, mm-hmm. My playtime was eighty hours. Um, I think it would be normal playtime would be around sixty because I have probably have a lot of dead air dead time on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Taylor's yes. uh, rating, I'd probably give it eight, eight, yeah, maybe mid seven, eight. It's good. There's a lot of. Uh, I don't know if this is just like why it went, just because of the vita but there was a lot of weird technical issues like graphics hmm. would glitch and the movies the fmvs would freeze sometimes weird. and like you know in the battles when you're in your gears the gears are supposed to come from the top like sometimes they just like pop just pop oh there. yeah that's normal because that's in the playstation version too right. so i'm just like oh that's weird um <laughs> you could totally tell uh, i said this last week when they lose budget yeah it yeah just, you, you just totally tell, tell. you're like oh okay because whenever i first played it i was just sitting there and get to this too and they were talking about like, all this stuff i was like what the fuck what, what happened to like all the story you're like explaining all this stuff <laughs> i know it's like and pictures it's like, and and uh, they're just talking about what's happening and i'm like okay i've heard about the rumors they're yeah. true but uh, okay it's like because at the time i was playing it i had met this guy online and he was telling me about like the way they do this too i was like oh and i was like oh shit he wasn't joking <laughs> it is like sudden too it's yeah like, it is oh, it's like the end of disc one is so packed with stuff yeah it's, it's all the stuff's going on and then like this big thing happens enter disc two yeah enter disc two and then it does this visual novel thing yeah and like, oh, okay i thought i thought at first was, at first i thought it was going to be like oh this is just like a transition to the next act. Yeah. But nope, they kept doing it through an entire... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought they tough thought. Entire second disc. <laughs> yeah. And you get to the end and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Taylor scale, I'm going to do a Taylor scale rating. I would say... Probably like a 2 out of 10. <sighs> There's a lot of story, a lot of exposition. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. in certain areas, there's a lot of random battles. There's only in certain areas. Yeah, certain areas. Um, the battle system is very easy. So you might like that. It has giant robots, so automatically plus 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, has waifus, another plus 10. Does it? it yeah, it yeah. does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, you know, it's PS1, pixely waifus but they're still there um i was gonna say something i totally forgot what i was gonna say I oh. gotta, well i was gonna say it gets a plus for me for the battle animations alone yeah the battle animation the animation the sprite animations in that game 
are amazing. Yes. They are so fun to watch. Now, I think it was a, uh, it was like a, one of those screenshot LPs I was reading. And a guy, he makes a comedy. He's like, you know, playing this game for the uh, LP, I never realized how much manly shit goes on in these battles. <laughs> I was like, yeah. There's <laughs> yeah, a lot a of sprite animations. That's pretty crazy. Some of them are awkward. Like Ellie's, Ellie's idol stance. It's like really, it's really bouncy. And I'm oh. like, why is she bouncing like that? It's weird. <laughs> and she got a little over exuberant when doing the idol animation. <laughs> I mean, it's not like her boobs are bouncing all over the place. She's just her entire body is yeah. bouncing. Yeah. The um, and you could tell that so, there, there's some, they, there's some animation that's missing. Like when you're stopped, like certain characters that are stopped, their animation changes. Yeah. But for Ellie, she's still bouncing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're missing something there. Um, the battles are... The game's really easy, but it has these random bosses where it's like, oh, it's easy? Here's this boss that's going to kick your ass. Now load one hour away. Right. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. The game looks good about that. It'll throw you like those random battles where you kind of have to strategize a little bit just to get through. It's like, mm-hmm. whoa, okay. <laughs> the The... the earliest one would be clamp fighting calamity oh yeah calamity yeah it's just it's just out of nowhere it's like one being really hard yeah yeah because yeah, out of nowhere it's like oh here's that. a hard battle it's like oh okay. yeah that's one that's kind of that was like my first like information on xenogears because it was like that's old tips and tricks magazine where you know they send in letters to like the editors and like the guy talked about how he couldn't beat calamity and he's like yeah i upgraded everything on uh Faye and bart and he's like i'm still can't beat him and i was like oh and so when I first played it, I got to him. I stomped him. I was like, "Oh, I thought this was hard." <laughs> but yeah, but it's definitely like that first first boss that I can see people having trouble with. It just randomly, it's like, "Oh yeah, you should use your booster." Oh, we have a booster. <laughs> oh, this is easy now. <laughs> so that's a thing. Uh, one of the battle, like the final one of the final battles, is there's like two boss rushes, and. If you don't do it correctly, or you don't have your gear set up like just right, the second battle is like impossible. Because the first battle, there, he has a move where it just makes all your gear's health go to one. And I'm like, Uh-oh. and I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> that, that's you really can't cool. heal your gears in the middle of battle. There's no healing, right? Uh, you need to have a certain accessory equipped. Yeah. And it takes a buttload of fuel. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Thanks, game. <laughs> um, it does. Okay, so I gotta ask you, Mister Wiseman. Um, Xeno Gears, same creator that is Xenoblade and Xenosaga, right? Yes. Okay. It's like that same guy. It totally has that feeling. Yes, it does. Really? Yes. yes. The dude's been trying to tell the same damn story for Lord, like what, a little over twenty years? Now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's like I mean he it's just he he changes to. Changes the ideas, events, but it's almost like that same story. It's always technology yeah. becomes God. Okay, that's that's what that's what it is. Just so the human race advances so much that they create God via technology and accident. Oops. You remember <laughs> the ending of Xenoblade Chronicles? Two. two. Well, I don't want to spoil anything, but yes, I do remember that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the same thing. I'm like, hey, didn't I just play this game? It's called Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I just realized, like, oh, this is him because <laughs> magic's called ether, and like in every other Xenoblade yeah. or Xeno game. 
I, I won't knock him too much because I do like his stories. Mm-hmm. So I just wish, I just wish he had the budget still. Screw Final Fantasy VIII. Finish Xenogears. <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII, best Final Fantasy. No, they took away the team and budget from the Xenogears team and put it to Final Fantasy VIII. Excuse me. That's why Disc Two was so sh- short and like that. Because I know he was going to try to do something similar with Xenosaga, but that didn't. That fell through. Since like the first game did well, to the point where if I'm right, it sold better over here than it did in Japan. Oh, weird. Huh? Yeah, but then you know people complain about too many cutscenes, the way the characters look. So of course that led to the changes in two. And any fans that you had with the first game sort of jump shipped with the second game. Because they changed huh. it too much? Yeah. And then, so, so the sales didn't do that great, so they had enough to make a third game, and they cut the series off with that one. Which, Which one do I own? There's been a lot of rumors. Yeah. Speaking of Xeno uh, Saga, there's been a lot of rumors that they're, that's getting an HD collection. Yeah, that's I've been hearing a lot of that, too, for the past two years. Everything's getting an HD collection, guys. Yeah. We, we just... <laughs> Everything I mean, freaking Resonance of Fate just got a remaster. Yeah. It's a terrible game, though. No. I've never played it. But. <laughs> nah, nah, that's, that's pretty fun. I, I love that game. Isn't... I hear it has a really weird battle system. And it's yeah. Hard. It's pretty much... I, like The best way I can describe it is that it's similar to... It has some Valkyrie profile Samaria with with like a mixture of John Woo gunplay a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did... Does Sony own Xenogears, the Xenogears property, and that's why they never made it? So, uh, if I'm right, Xenogears is owned by Square. Mm. If I'm right, Square. Yeah, I think so. Square. Yeah. It's time to remake it. Make bring his dream. Make his dream come true. Well, I think the problem is Monolith Soft is owned by Nintendo, and that's yeah, yeah. Monolith Soft so is owned like by Nintendo happen. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't need the Monolith Soft. He just need they just need the guidance of the creator. That's For it. which. Oh. This remake the remake the yeah people want it. I mean, come on, there's new figures coming out for that game. That, yeah, that's really bizarre that there's they're getting like new high quality figures out of nowhere. <laughs> also, if you don't really pay attention, the story gets kind of confusing. Oh yeah, yeah, it can because there's so much text. In there's that so game. much text and there's so much like craziness going on. Yeah, and, like, time and then timelines that you gotta follow yeah all right oh, what's this what's this who's that wait i know that why that what, what, what? yeah there's a lot of uh <laughs> but it's fun to theorize like what's going on yeah like i was theorizing who was who and why is and like why they're doing that and oh that was one of those rpgs where i kind of just sat there and just let it take me on the ride and i just just let it you know reveal everything as it went instead of me trying to figure things out on my own but they created the wor- they have they committed the worst sin a JRPG could ever do, which is like minus eleven thousand points. No epilogue. So after the credits is just over. That's it. It just ends. Yeah. Like right now, I'm gonna show I'm gonna show Jared at the end of this podcast. My it's my Vita is still on the screen of where I ended Xenogears. It just ends. It's like you beat the game. Characters come back and then they're like, "Yay!" Credits. Okay, what happened? How did <laughs> that, what happened afterwards? And then it just goes to the title screen: Xeno Gears Episode Five, the end. This is Episode Five. 
Yeah, it, that kind of ties into Xenosaga because I remember way back when Xenosaga was coming out and people were like speculating and talking about it and they were saying that if it ever went through that the fifth episode in the Xenosaga series would be kind of like a retelling of Xenogears. You know, assuming that ever happened. And that's what I mean, that's what a lot of people were speculating. You know, like rumors about it. Mm. Nope. Interesting. Well, Cosmos... So Xenoblade 3 just needs to be a remake of Xenogears. In everything, but so it's not Fey, it'll be Bay. No. <laughs> and it won't be Weltel, it'll be Keltel. <laughs> and it won't be Ellie, it'll be Melly. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what I've been playing. Uh, I could go more in depth, but I have to be vague for spoiler reasons. Yeah. Maybe a spoiler cast with the Connor. Don't know. There you go. But let's, let's, do, our, do let's do our topics. Taylor, you go first. So I've been trying to figure out how to word this so into a topic that makes sense. But so basically, you know, this generation, Persona 5 sort of had a big breakout, right? Like I think Persona 4 Golden got a lot of people's attention. And then once Persona 5 got announced, everybody's like, oh, man, this is going to be the next evolution. It looks amazing. So I guess my question is, you know, with PS5 right around the corner and like a lot of we're not probably not going to see the next entry in a lot of games for another year. Like we're not going to see another outside of the FF7 remake. We're not going to see another Final Fantasy for a while. We're not going to see another Persona for a while. Who knows? We're going to see Tales, so on. So what? What do you guys think is going to be the next Persona Five in in the sense that like a, like a new breakout JRPG, whether it's a new game or um, like an ongoing franchise that finally gets like the attention it deserves like what do you guys think will be like a, a breakout tokyo xanadu 2 franchise that would be nice <laughs> i breakout don't know franchise. is there one that i mean i think it it has to come from falcom yeah because they're really either east or like trails <laughs> trails of cold steel 3 <laughs> maybe because they're doing the kai games and then maybe once they do three who knows so here, here is my thought. So there has been a really small JRPG developer that's been like putting out really good games and like nobody's talking about them. And I'm hoping that maybe like they can move away from the 3DS and do something on Switch or on PS4. There's this company called Furyu, I think is how they're oh, how you Furyu. pronounce it. Oh, Furyu. Yeah, Furyu. And they did Legend of Legacy and The Alliance Alive, and they, you know, they're pretty. They're lower budget games, but people really liked them. And they were, yeah. you know, kind of going back to the roots of old school JRPGs, and they apparently had pretty good music. So I'm, I'm thinking whatever their next game is, whether it's on Switch or PS4, I think that has the potential to possibly be, you know, pretty big for them. I know they did another game that I have. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but I know there's another RPG that they that I played that they created. I'm gonna Google them right now yeah. while you guys <sighs> marinate. I'm marinating in your idea and i think they're too niche for it to, for them to have a breakout rpg yeah they are a bit far too niche <laughs> who's that for you yeah they're a little too far across that niche line yeah um let's see here <laughs> um okay yeah you guys weren't kidding about that either <laughs> no we're not <laughs> okay yeah so by release date, like, say so they did Alliance Alive, Unchained Blades. Yeah, that's the um, game. Yeah, that's the game that I've played. Okay. I have. Got it. 
Oh, this one. Okay, the 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 art looks familiar. But yeah, I think I think like I think you're right. I think it has to be something from Falcon. Like whether it's Ease 9, whether it's uh maybe it's I think Cold Steel has just been dragging its feet for too long. Um in the west. Maybe Yeah, in the Not, west. Yeah, in the west. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking maybe whatever their next game is, whether that's Ease 9, whether it's Tokyo's Day 2, whether that's a completely new, you know, trilogy, beginning of a new trilogy or something like that. Um, I think Falcom, they've been doing really well this whole generation. I think they've been getting a lot of, like, organic fandom, like like with us. Like, there was a point when, like, almost the entire Discord server was playing Tokyo's Day at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. And yeah. That was really fun. It was fun to see that. And that game was, like, unexpectedly, like, really great. Um, a game so simple, but yet so great. Yeah. I mean, like, it basically, it's Ease meets Persona without the budget. That's basically what yeah. it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's a great game, so. Just tighten up combat a little more, and I think you have a solid... Yeah. Uh, hmm. I think we might have lost Taylor. Yeah, I think we did. Oh, no. Oh, he's back. Hi. All right. I think, like, so you know how it's freezing all the time? I think it's the internet. I think the internet is messing up, and that's why you keep freezing. No, I'm, I have a low ping. Like, it's it's showing my connection rate on Discord. It's, like, in red, so it's bad for sure. Yeah, so I think that's what's causing your fr- the, the frames. It might be yeah, Discord uh, might be acting up right now, so. That could be. That's fine. At least it's not our computers. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's oh, like... okay okay here's here's my th- thought you know how Tales of is like a well known <laughs> a well known series amongst us JRPGers mm-hmm. I think the next game could be a make or break or uh, like one that could push it above the average because yeah. everyone's like oh it's another Tales game what is this Land Before Time 12 um <laughs> <laughs> If they make it like really well, I would feeling they could become their Persona Five, and the people like, oh, Tales of, yeah, they're it's pretty good. Maybe they're coming back. Yeah, because I, honestly, I would say pre Persona Five, Tales was still the more popular series, but I think Persona Five kind of pushed that yeah, ahead def- of Tales. No, I totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Tales love is, or the Tales, the Persona love was crazy. And the fact that it yeah. got nominated, I know, take this for whatever it's worth, but the fact that it got nominated for Game of the Year at the Game Award really did tend to favor, like, niche JRPGs like that. It was, like, astonishing. Yeah, I was so... like, whoa. <laughs> they didn't even give it airtime either. They were like, top RPG Persona 5, like, in a little box in the bottom corner. It's like, oh, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, they gave it its time when they were, like, I think they took a moment to recognize each Game of the Year nominee, like, separately. So I think they mentioned it, and they, it was part of the medley, but I agree. It didn't, like, the guy didn't get up, wasn't able to come up and, like, get a, an award presented or anything like that. But just the fact that it, it was getting that much goodwill and that much recognition was pretty unbelievable. Because, like, like, if a Final Fantasy game got nominated, you'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, it's Final Fantasy. Like, yeah. Persona now is like in that upper tier in the West. That's what it's I don't ex- even expected. Was Final Fantasy fifteen the win? But it didn't, which is funny. It didn't win yeah. anything, I don't think. So the th- the companies that have 
have the chance to prove themselves. Falcom mm-hmm. and Bandai Namco to make a comeback. Because I think yeah. Square has no chance. Because Square takes forever with their Final Fantasy games. Well, for some reason. I mean, well, Square's name is far bigger than them in the West anyway. Well, in terms of RPGs, so. I mean, they have Kingdom Hearts. I think Kingdom yeah, Hearts Kingdom 3 Hearts, will be bigger so. than yeah. anything. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Even though this that's going to be one of the first sense. huge games next year. Yeah. So Resident Evil, Re- Resident Evil 2 remake, and then Kingdom Hearts like back to back like that. So that'll my be... name is Foygooks. Foygooks. <sighs> yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think because then there's like really unexpected things like Near Automata. Like, who would ever think that like Near would get a really good sequel that would sell extremely well and get nominated? For all yeah, these that like... was like out of nowhere because the first one was like niche, like very niche, but people praised the story and the music. Yeah. But people kind of slammed the gameplay and graphics. And then, like, then they announced the sequel's going to be developed by Platinum Games. And all of a sudden, no, the game like, comes well, out. And I'm yeah. like, I'm looking forward to it because it's Platinum Games. I love, you know, what they do. And then all of a sudden, like, this is big game for, like, the rest of the year. Everyone was talking about it. Won't shut up. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's weird because, like, Platinum, like, they used to be, like, the character action developer. And now... They did near. I guarantee you, they're working on another near right now. Yeah, that one probably, sold way yeah. too well yeah. to not do another one. And then I keep going back to that Grand Blue Fantasy. I think there's something special with that Grand Blue Fantasy game. I think that game you've could seen, really. You've seen like five seconds of gameplay, and you think it's special. <laughs> I love it. Production value looks amazing, and the combat looks. There's like a variety. So I don't know. I think that has the potential to be a breakout as well. I'm gonna say. Temper your ex- expectations, because they're going to show actual gameplay. And it's going to look nothing like that. <laughs> I'm just that. I'm just, no, no, I'm just. I'm just tempering. Like you know, think that way. So when it comes mm-hmm. out and you see it, it still looks exactly the same. You're like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, got it. When, it. when it comes to these games, I always, I always wait on the gameplay first and foremost. I gotta know what it looks. I gotta know what it plays like first. If I like the way it plays, then there's a good chance I'm buying it. <laughs> well, that that trailer, I mean, it's it's the girl walking around that town, but then they also show like this, like I don't know what it is, some sort of battle arena, like a like a, I don't know how to describe it. It was like a, there's like a thing where like a cage opens up and there's this big monster and like, I they're I think they're based on like story characters from the mobile game or something, not like made up characters. Because the main girl is like this ice knight, and she does all this crazy ice moves, and there's like a, you know, a little lolly mage and whatever. Is Grand Blue as crazy as Fate Stay Night? In terms of what craziness, I don't think so. It's yeah. there's no there, there is an anime, but I think most of the lore is in the mobile. I know there's not a lot of branching crazy stories or anything. Because you know how crazy Fate is, right? Like, yeah. these characters are, like, <laughs> completely out of nowhere. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. I think this is much more of a straight, straightforward franchise, from what I understand. All right. All right. Yeah. So, let's move on to... Speaking about bad games, let's move to mine. <laughs> <laughs> Compile Heart games have a bad rep, according to the internet. Do yeah. you think they deserve it? If not, which of their games would you recommend? <laughs> They definitely deserve it. <laughs> I, I, I specifically chose this uh, thought of this topic because we have we have Jarrett here, who has actually played a, a couple. Okay, of- I like Nep Nep. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> some, it's okay. Some of the games are kind of fun. 
But I mean, but I kind of see where people look at the games and yeah, the games are kind of made on the cheap a little bit, you know, so. And personally, though, I will say I think um, Fairy Fencer F is a decent game, though. That, that actually is pretty decent. But is it true that Compile Heart games are a lot looter than normal JRPGs? Or is it just the character designs? I think it's more the designs give off that impression. Because I haven't seen anything that's, like, super lewd. I mean, they're very, uh, they're like the fourth wall, like, meta kind of RPGs, really. With the way that they write, like, the dialogue and the way they voice act a lot. Mm-hmm. What's the drag- Some of them were pretty lewd. I remember I reviewed a game back in the day called... And, uh, there's, like, this Can whole... S- say that name again? Because he cut out. Oh, Mugen Souls? Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, Mugen Souls... You can still. Yeah, was like a, no, was no. that? PS, it was a PS3 RPG where you like, you're on this ship and you go around and. It had the weirdest combat that I just, for the life of me, could not wrap my head around. So basically, if I remember right, you have, the, you have a main character and she can like, change. She had like split personality or something like that, and depending on who you're fighting, you had to have the opposite personality of who you were fighting to like do critical damage. And it made, like, it was really hard to understand, like, what the other person was and what would be effective against it. And I could never figure it out. It was just, like, way too complex for its own good. And it had a lot of lewd stuff that you're talking about, Nick. Like, I very vividly remember a okay. scene where she's, like, taking a bubble bath or whatever. Okay, because I couldn't think if Mugen Souls was NIS or uh, Compile They published Heart. It in that in the West, but okay. Compile Heart developed it. Okay, too. okay. Who, who developed Cross Edge? Cross, Cross Edge? Cross Edge was, I think... I think it was Nipponichi, but I could be wrong. Oh, no, you're right. It, it was... It's. Yeah, I'm, I have the Compile Heart wiki open. It was them, and it was uh, co-developed by Idea Factory. And yeah, yeah, was, Idea okay. Factory, yeah. Okay, so it is Compile Heart, because Cross Edge, I know, is a bunch of characters... From a yeah. different game, bunch of different games, and I know there's a bunch of loot. Yeah, that's in that. right. Because Compile Heart and I think it was Idea Factory merged a couple of years ago. Because I know for a fact there's loot stuff in that game. So I think Compile Heart has some games that are loot like that. Yeah, I mean, obviously their most popular franchise has been the the Neptunia games. Yeah, the Jokey game. <laughs> uh, so the next one's called Death and Request, right? Is that yeah, their that one actually looks pretty cool. I like that soundtrack. Yeah, that one, and then the dragon one. Varnier of the Varnier. Dragon Star. That one looks yeah. really interesting. Yeah, it's that like, one does. It's made by, it's worked on with Compile Heart, but it's like a different v- developer as well. <laughs> so it looks really interesting. I can't find it. <gasps> Mega Dimension Neptunia VRR, VIIR for PC launches October oh, 22nd. Two. <laughs> so where would you start with... Mega Dimension, Neptunia. <laughs> With those, I would say do the uh, Rebirth, Rebirth um, remakes. It's on PS4. Those, well, they're on PC now. I think they're on Vita and PC, right? Yeah, Vita and PC. I do know they were, tr- were releasing like a PlayStation Four version of Rebirth One. I'm not too sure if I'm right on that one. Hmm. Potentially, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> on the page, it just says, yeah, PC and yeah. Vita. But it wouldn't surprise me because of how 
But popular PlayStation is right now. But Conception Plus is coming. Yeah. Is that a compile hard game? Uh, I don't think so. No, it's a. Uh... Uh, doesn't say. Here. Hmm. Spike Chunsoft. Yeah, it's a yes, yeah, it's, it's a Spike game. Because I know it's well, like Spike Chunsoft did Rampa? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Ow. Ow. Oh, I forgot hmm. to put that, but whatever. Um, well, have you played any compiled hard games, Nick? No, I've never have. That's why I'm asking this question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard. That's what I've heard too about Fairy Fenster. I never played it, but I, uh, people are like, that is maybe the most tolerable for people that aren't into like that's that niche of compiled hard okay. style games. Neptunia is has that visual novel style where the scenes are just two characters talking, right? Well, all of their games usually do that. Okay, so they yeah. have the visual novel. That Taylor hates that. I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm used to it too. So I don't know if Taylor will ever be able to play. I mean, the thing play. with Neptunia though is that it has this annoying habit of, like, they'll move a little bit because it's supposed to signify that they're breathing. Oh yeah, that's what new. That's yeah. what new visual novels do, where they're like yeah. where people are like this. Yeah. Yep. But they don't animate. Oh, but they just breathe. Gotta get on Nekopara's level, man. <laughs> they animate and do the breathing thing at the same time. High quality. High quality. That's why it takes forever to make a freaking episode. <laughs> Still waiting for that episode four. What is this now? Oh, oh okay. Coconut. 8-bit theater. Yeah. I mean, episode four was announced in 2017. They said they're making it. There's been no news about it. Gosh. Hmm. Jeez. I want to bang more cat girls, dude. <laughs> All right, Jarrett. Do you, what do you have a topic? Uh, I went something along the lines of the uh, video game commercials. You know, like some of your favorite video game commercials. Oh, man. I'm, I'm trying to remember good ones. I remember bad ones. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. The one that immediately comes to mind is that really bad Legend of Dragoon. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> where, where Dart chops off Lloyd's head, head, and then it, like, like, zooms out like they're on a commercial like set. A commercial and set. like, chopped off my heads, guys. He chopped off my head. And it's like, this is so bad. Like, what is this? No, and, like, Dart, like, he walks off, and Dart's like, what a wuss. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. That commercial's so bad. <laughs> okay, I remember one, I like, it's, this, this is all childhood stuff, man. So this this is yeah. really early. I remember one. It was for Super Nintendo, and it was for Super Mario World, and it was just some guy eating. No, a yeah, bunch. that was Yoshi's Island. It was Yoshi's Island. Yeah, Yoshi's Island. He was just like eating, eating and then he explodes. And his stomach explodes, and like, everything goes all over the people in the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Put my counters. What? How does this? How does it have anything to do with Yoshi's Island? I know that was like the Paper Mario commercial for the first one, where it was like a, like a cardboard cutout of like the Paper Mario model, and it's like going through like fields and everything, and then it's like they tip it off a cliff or something like that, and it's just like weird, upbeat music playing like as he's like running through fields. Oh, I don't know. I think the best one you all know this one is the yeah. Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, one. that one with that turtles that like that '60s band, the Turtles. Like there's like one of their songs playing in the do background. Do, 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 do. <laughs> 
And then you just start fighting each other. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> They're running through like the flower field or whatever. Yeah. So, oh, like those old Dreamcast commercials, like uh, the Ready to Rumble boxing one, where like with Afro Thunder, and I forget the other guy's name, but he like he bites off a piece of Afro Thunder's throw. He's like, "Foop it off a piece of my afro." <laughs> 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 Intense. I remember uh, this didn't come out in America, but there was a really neat. Uh, Final Fantasy IX commercial for Coca-Cola. It was like in conjunction with Coca-Cola, and Zidane is like ch- chasing this like magical, like cap through uh, uh, one of the one of the towns, and then he like at the end he's like drinking a Coke. I'm like, this is really weird that it's not. Like, yeah, they did that thing. in America too. I remember them doing. Oh, that. did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember a uh, Final Fantasy VII commercial, which was wasn't weird. It was actually like a trailer, and I just remember one of the scenes was when. Tifa falls, like, goes to her knees and goes, no! And her boobs are like, when she's doing it. <laughs> jiggling everywhere. So I'm like, that's interesting. Crash Bandicoot ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, in front of Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 yeah with, like, the guy in the suit. That's all I remember. I don't remember. I don't know any of the newer ones. I know there's the, uh, I remember the Battle Tanks commercial with, like, the uh, Not Downy Bear. <laughs> that gets shot out of the tanks. Oh yes, yes. The not the, the da- not downy bear. It yeah, like, it was looked like a downy, a downy commercial, and some like tanks come and start blowing the shit out of everything. And you see the bear trying to run and get away, but <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's cla- huh. that's a classic one too. This is this is just like a funny story more than anything. But I remember this was this had to have been seven years ago now. But I remember I was watching football, and there's this commercial that comes on, and it's for Skyrim. And like it's like a live action commercial, and the guy walks into like the town, and everybody's running away, and then like a dragon land. And I remember my uncle was like, "Wow, that looks really cool. You want to? You guys want to go see that?" <laughs> he thought it was for like a movie or something. Oh, that's a bit. That's that's because Xbox was like <coughs> Xbox budget. But yeah, I remember seeing that trailer every five seconds at GameStop. Yeah, I remember those old Wii commercials, I like that. We would like to play. <laughs> I remember everyone who got a Wii it was like really cool for about 15 minutes, and then I go, like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so it's all play Wii Sports. Yeah, and then I remember that there were those reports about people like <laughs> using it too hard and they throw it and they destroy their TV sets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yep. I'm like, oh, we should probably put wrist straps on these, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, good. that's a good idea. <laughs> Gotta do that. <laughs> All right. So I have one topic from last week. Taylor, you know, remember this? The return mm. to the beginner's guide to JRPGs. Mm. Okay. It's like, where to start? Where should new, new players begin their JRPG journey? So I, 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 back in the day... Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I know Taylor is going to go new school, like this generation start now where would you guys start where would, where would you go sorry i'm putting words in your mouth but yeah I that's, feel that's, see, that's tricky now because people who start playing with like the newer generation jrpgs are gonna have trouble going back to the older games because they're too archaic for them yeah so it's really hard to say like what's a beginner's guide my answer is always whatever the latest pokemon is <laughs> Because they're like pretty straightforward, easy, fun RPGs. 
and just like they're pretty linear for the most part. It's just like kind of follow the path, collect as much monsters as you want. There's like a pretty minimal story, pretty simple, and it's archaic. It still has that archaic feeling to it. Yeah, it's, yeah, they still are kind of archaic. Ah, uh, I mean, kind of. But like it's there's like a lot of charm in those games, and they're like pretty fluid. I mean, like so, like Nick, you're your brother like he gave kayla his daughter pokemon on her full 3ds and she can figure it out and play it so that's like technically her first jrpg you know what i mean so if she can figure it out i feel like an adult could play pokemon i don't think he'd beat it but But he played it and she like understood like what it was and she's like what seven or something so yeah so i would say pokemon like even if you really want to like make it Crazy, the new Pokemon Let's Go. Like, you don't even have to really do the capturing. Uh, you don't have to fight to capture the monsters. You just you know, swipe up or however they're doing it now with the Joy-Con. Um, and this is all about the battles and the random trainers in the world and collecting and stuff like that. So, <sighs> or Persona Five. I mean, that one's stylish. <laughs> it's fun. No, I think Persona those, Five. Those would be. Those would be fine too. Yeah, Persona. I think Persona Five. It's too much for yeah it's a little much because not the only reason why i say that is because it's very japanesey and that would scare off a lot of people who are not used to it it'd be a culture shock to them it's like why are they going to school on the saturday and why why on all this weird stuff why are they taking the baths together what is this yeah because there's a streamer she doesn't play too many jrpgs it was that one streamer i told you about um because she played berseria mm-hmm. in she never played too many JRPGs, and like some of the stuff they do in JRPGs kind of rubbed her the wrong way. Like the stuff Bianfu <laughs> did. Bianfu? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, and like some of the stuff he was saying kind of made her opinion of him go down a little bit. So, and I was like, uh. He gets his come up in store. I was like, he's not bad. He's just. But, you know, she's not used to that in JRPGs. So. I mean, come on. Moggy Lou with her. Do you want to see what's under the skirt? Skit? <laughs> yeah, I think it was that skit where she kind of sort of uh <laughs> It's like, don't worry, it's not her underwear, she's wearing shorts. <laughs> well let me ask you this then. So what when you when you say what should somebody's first JRPG mean, do you want it to be like what is a good example of what a JRPG is? Like a, what is a fun game that is under the umbrella of that genre? Where do, that's easy to get into? Where like, do you what, th- what does that mean? Where do you think they should start? That should should they start like with this era's JRPGs, or should they go like on PC, play some old school Trails in the Sky, or some Grandias first, and then move up? Since a lot of See, since not... a lot of a lot of older games are being remastered now, they're able yeah. to play them. I'm kind of with Devil. A lot of those old games are kind of archaic. Unless yeah. you do what they did with Final Fantasy, where they speed up the battle system yeah. and stuff like that, they give you the cheats. Like that's that's what I, what would be the hard part, yeah. I imagine. For a lot of people, because I know well, well, I mean, Final Fantasy still ha- is a household name. So for a lot of people, when they think JRPG, Final Fantasy is usually first to mind. And this is people who are outside of the JRPG bubble. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like as much as it needs me to say this, if I were to pick one introductory Final Fantasy, it would probably be don't say Final it. Fantasy don't say 10. it. Okay, good. Yeah, it'd yeah. probably be ten because you can play the remaster. It's pretty linear. And it's got, I would say it's probably the best iteration of the turn-based combat because 
You could swap people out in the middle of combat. You could there's the thing on the side so you know whose turn it is next. And you know, pretty good soundtrack. People seem to really like that game. I would probably say Final 10. And it's pretty linear. Yeah, it is linear. It is. Yeah, yeah it's very linear. linear. So it's, very it's not bad way. I like 13. Yeah. Where it's not as bad. I mean, it's almost as bad, but it's not. Well, I mean, it is the same team. So. Yeah. The. I, I mean, the difference between 10 and 13 is that with 10, it's linear, but there's a lot to do while you're, you know, there's a lot to really do as you're going down that linear path. With 13, all you can really do for a while is that linear path. There's not much to really. And the stores are so weird. floating balls. Oh, I remember playing, when I played Final Fantasy XIV earlier this year, I was like, if it didn't have Final Fantasy, like the name Final Fantasy in it, I would have never thought it's a Final Fantasy game. Like, the DNA of that game has almost nothing to do with any of the other games. It's so bizarre. I remember first seeing Final Fantasy XIII. I'm like, oh, they're trying to be like Final Fantasy VII. And then we played it. And then no, it's not trying to be like Final Fantasy like that. Because it's like there's a train, and then there's a someone like going on, like taking over the train, attacking the guards. And I'm like, hey, is this like Avalanche? And like a bunch of explosions, and there's like an uprising. And then they showed the fake gameplay. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like two years later. Oh, this is nothing like. Well, you guys still have given your answers. What would you say? So you think more classic, Nick? I don't think more classic. I'm not like, okay, what you gotta do right now, you gotta go to the Super... You gotta go to Nintendo and start playing Dragon Quest 1 on Nintendo. Battle <laughs> Fantasy 1 on Nintendo. <laughs> no, you gotta do that. I'm just thinking... I think it just depends on people's temperament. If they have, like, short attention spans and don't like... Don't like reading and stuff like that, it's really hard. It's like... You won't be, it's like, JRPGs aren't really for you, because yeah. it's all about story. Um... Yeah, because I know there's a guy, he does, like, a lot of, like, uh, Dynasty Warriors-based YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And he played Ye Satan, he loves the combat, he just doesn't care for the story. Like, he skips all the story cutscenes. Yeah, that, that's, that's the, the thing. Game. Yeah. Okay. What I was gonna say is like, okay, you, I, what you guys, uh, if you want to start playing JRPGs, I think the first thing you gotta do is watch some anime. <laughs> and I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah. You should watch some anime. And I'm not talking about like Dragon Ball Z anime. Just watch a, some like slice of life anime to get the crazy school life stuff. You learn the Japanese culture, and then watch some fantasy anime or some sci-fi anime, and then you're like, okay, I get what Japan like. Japan's mindset on certain things. You'll get yeah. that girl. There's sometimes very sexy and lewd girls. Uh, they like their sexual innuendo humor. Um, a lot of cutesy things sometimes. And then there's the other side where it's very dark, very, you know, gritty, lots of like bad elements. Goblin Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Or you just be like yep. one of my friends, and he loves Japanese RPGs, but he doesn't like anime too much. That's Not the biggest fan huh, of anime. That, that's hard. That's like that's, that's a extremely rare breed. <laughs> that's weird because a lot of RPGs are just straight up animes. Yeah. Xanadu, Tokyo. Yep. Um, 
But other than that, out there's so much. There's so many options now. Um, yeah. JRPGs, it's a like not even a real genre. We just make it up to make it easier to identify stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, there's your action JRPGs like Tokyo Xanadu. There's your slow ones like. There's slow ones on. On PS4. PlayStation Four, like slower turn based. I mean Persona Five. Yeah, but Persona that, Five's turn based. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. You can play all the old Kingdom Hearts. You can do some Tales. That I think you know. Kingdom Hearts might not be the worst entry point. Like maybe yeah, it's, it's not. I don't know how like welcoming three is gonna be, but just because everybody knows Disney, right? Yeah. So that might actually that might be a good yeah a good one to start with. I just you have to warn people. It's like Kingdom Hearts one feels wonky. Yeah. All right. You you guys got to get yeah. through that. You got to do your you, twenty hours of Kingdom Hearts one, and then you get to Kingdom Hearts two. And then you're like, oh, this feels so much better. And you have to tell people that there's Disney properties in it, too. It's like yeah. a heavy Disney influence because there are people who don't care for Disney. Or they think it is kid stuff and they kind of blow it off. And it's, and the story is complete nonsense. Yeah, that too. I would not, I would say I would not recommend Dragon Quest. I'm sorry. Two or even 11? Even it's 11. I would say it's two, you have to be into Darabajis to get the... The classicness from it. Yeah. Sorry, it's a good game, guys. I it, I like it. It just I don't think it's a good. Okay, because I, you know, I, I did try out Dragon Quest Eleven. The one thing that I loved about Dragon Quest Eleven is that I can finally see how much experience points I have for the next level yep. on the character status screen. Yep. I'm sorry. I just got tired of having to go to the church to check that. Yeah, you don't have to go to churches often. They they have like <laughs> altars that it's you can like, go to around the world. I was like, ugh. The other thing you like is uh, Maria's legs. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Them thick thighs. Her name's Jade, by the way. <laughs> no, it's Maria. It's Maria. Forever, yeah, yeah I'm Maria. sticking with Maria. It's always Maria. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I think right now is a perfect time to get into JRPGs because a bunch of classics are getting remasters. Yeah. And there's, good, there's a, a lot of brand new games coming out that are good. So. Yeah, there's just like a little bit of everything for just about anyone. Because if you want like the big high budget stuff, there is, you know, stuff like Final Fantasy 15, think of that what you will. There is Persona 5. Yeah. And there's pretty much any good, except 8, any good Final Fantasy has a, re, you know, there's a remastered version available on PS4 and then upcoming on Switch and Xbox. So. Uh, and then there's all these other like mid tier or like B tier like near Automata and like we were just talking about like everything Falcom's doing. Uh, so I'd like to think that hopefully there's something for everybody depending yeah. on what what kind of vibe you're going for. I think we're at a time now where JRPGs can at least turn a decent enough profit, not a high one, but a decent enough one that mm -hmm. there's enough available on all across like all, every different platform. Cause, like you can go to Steam. Well, they're selling. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally agree with you, Devil. Because I, I think there it used to be relegated to whatever the PlayStation platform is, but like you said, now it's on PC. Now yeah. Switch is a pretty viable platform for those types of games. So yeah, because it's like it's not a very Sony dominant genre anymore. Yeah. So. so it's it's good to have them on every every platform now, except for Xbox. It's that's a death sentence. Yeah, Xbox is uh, <laughs> a dry wasteland at this point. So if you guys want more, if you guys want to learn more about JRPGs, join our Discord. We have a bunch of people on there and talk everything JRPGs. So 
Yeah, apparently, I've He's one of them, the uh, nickname of JRPG uh, Godfather or something like that. Hmm? Is it that what Kimpy calls me? You? Yeah. JRPG Godfather? Yeah, something like that. Okay. I played one too many. It's like, oh yeah, because you're always like, we always talk about a niche game. It's like, oh yeah, I played that game. It's like, but you played everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to questions and a lot of good ones this week. Uh, from Waka Waka Waka, let's do something not game related. What is your favorite Disney movie and why? Oh, that's a good question. I'll go first. Right. Sword in the Stone. So many childhood memories with that, and I don't know why I love it so much, but I just do. Are we talking, obviously, not Marvel, not Star Wars? I don't yes. count them as Disney. Actually, yeah, Disney, Disney. Not not any of their subsidiaries. Sure. Um, my all-time favorite probably has to be Goofy, a Goofy movie. I freaking love a Goofy uh, yeah, movie. That's that another was, classic. That, like, <laughs> Define my childhood. I always used to sing those two songs, those two Powerline songs. It's funny because I almost bought a Powerline shirt from work too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I almost bought that shirt. Uh, there's so many of them. I, 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 I like watching them just to, just to you know. Oh, I remember watching this as a kid. Uh, but one that really, really resonated with me was uh, Treasure Planet. Ah, how did I know? <laughs> <laughs> such a good such a people don't know about this film it's such a good film it's i need to watch i still haven't watched it's a good it's a good story it's like people are like oh what is this a treasure island in space yes but they yeah. change a lot of stuff in it <laughs> like long john isn't like a uh just a ruthless pirate he becomes like a father figure and it's like it's really it's really awesome to see that see that story change yeah yeah that's nice. actually one of the movies people don't mention too often that because it's yeah. it's it's beautifully animated. It's adds 2D animation mixed perfectly with 3D. It's great. Perfect. <laughs> also, another Disney movie that everyone needs to watch, Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say Hunchback is a close second for me. Yeah, Hunchback's really good. I love Hunchback. Hunchback is super dark. Yeah, it is very dark. I mean, the guy talks about how he lusts for a girl. I yeah. Mean, he gets a whole song about yeah. that. Yep, and that's the, one of the best songs in the movie, too. Yep. I just watched that recently, and I'm like, holy shit, dark. <laughs> Kicks a gypsy in the face and kills her. Yeah. The beginning of the movie. Wow. Good job. <laughs> of the more modern ones, I actually really liked um, Zootopia. Yeah, Zootopia was fun. It's fun. And plus... It has um, a guy from... Uh... Oh, my gosh. Rest of development. Yeah, thank you, thank you. The rest of the development guy. I couldn't think of him like <laughs> no Michael from Rest of the Development. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. I like that one. And we can't mention Disney movies without mentioning Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> I mean you can, but <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't be a good Disney fan. Yeah. I think people yeah. know my uh where my birthday gif comes from that movie, so <laughs> more Isn't there like uh, isn't one of those uh freeze frames like a meme where he was like yeah. 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 <laughs> That's, yeah. They shine just right. <laughs> and there's like a Reen one or whatever. Yeah, that was funny yeah. that I found a Reen one. I'm like, That's perfect. <laughs> uh from another real life one from Spaghetti. Do you guys believe in ghosts? No. Mm, ghosts, nah. 
I do. I mean, I believe in the afterlife. I just don't. I believe in a afterlife. I don't believe in ghosts. Like, I don't think there are dead souls like haunting people and stuff. Although they're like, you know, I've been watching a lot of like spooky TV shows since it's Halloween season, and there's been a lot of these um, like retellings of like events. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are they hallucinating? Did these really happen? Like, it's it's hard to tell. Yeah. But are they ghosts? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I was on the Queen Mary last year, and like I looked around, and I didn't see anything that was inherently creepy. So. I think it's, I, I like I like the idea, but I don't see if it if it was true, you would see them a lot more, and especially in this day of in this age, we would be able to capture at least some phenomena. Yeah, without it being all blurry. I mean, I say that they they're probably like ghosts probably exist. They just don't function or work the way that we think that they do. I mean, there's one right behind you, Taylor. Do. <laughs> Don't do that to me. I'm in like in this big empty house and I'm freaking myself out every day. I mean, I've always yeah. said to myself, I said, well, the day I believe that they actually exist is the day that I shake one's hand, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know. As a kid, speaking of ghost stories, as a kid, I remember we, um, my brother and I, it was just my brother and I, my sister wasn't born yet. We lived in an apartment that we always called that was, ha- we always said that it was haunted. Because we would always see ghosts. And, of course, it would be... We're kids, so... Mm. But it was, it was always freaky because I would always... Because there was this long hallway. This really long hallway between my mom... Our room and my mom's room. Our parents' room. And whenever we would get scared, we would run across the hallway and slay in their bed. And I remember one night, I was I would look down the hall and I would just see a bunch of, like, like waving, like, curtains in down the... Down the hallway, and I was like, and it freaked me out. And of course, it's just my imagination going crazy, but I was, it always stuck with me. And then another day, another place that we lived, it was a duplex. I remember I was sleeping, and I specifically remember a feeling where someone itched my head like this, and both of my arms were like this in my in my body, like in bed. So I was like, I, I was like, someone touched my head. <laughs> And I don't know if like when my mom or my dad came in and like rubbed my head as you know, or I was just or it was just me. It was, it was always freaked me out because like someone touched my head, and I got up and I looked around and there was no one there and my, bo- my hands are in the bed. Hmm. So there's weird things like that. Interesting. Hmm. All, all right, let's go do our Abe question of the week. <laughs> <laughs> What is your take on Sony being a bunch of babies and and with blocking my sexy anime girls from getting their thighs slapped? <laughs> <laughs> so, apparently, Sony is begin is becoming very puritan when it comes to anime girls, and they've been censoring a lot of things. When Nintendo used to be the one to do that, and Nintendo's not doing that. So I mean, yeah, because they released that Senran Kagura Reflections game on Switch, the one where you can actually slap the girl's thighs <laughs> with the Joy Cons or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's, I don't. My opinion: let the game create. Like, if people want to wank to this stuff, let them wank to this stuff. Just allow them. There's a rating system. There's a rating system in place. Yeah, I mean, if it's a mature game, why are you censoring things? Exactly. That defeats the, weird the purpose one, of a. Uh, you know, ESRB rating. Right, exactly. Yeah, because it's like they were showing the the comparison pictures, and it was literally like a girl in a bikini, and they were censoring that. I'm like, why is this being censored? I don't okay. understand. I don't know if that was fake or not. 
was that fake that Abe Cross posted? Because I was like, why would they censor that? Yeah, because yeah, because we were talking about this in another Discord server I'm a part of that same topic, and I'm sort of, hey, if it's just a girl in a bikini, plenty of games have that. So why are you censoring that? Yeah, it's like the like the it was like sun rays blocking the body of the girl, and the PC PS4 version, and the Vita version, it was. It wasn't censored. The Vita version wasn't censored, but the PS4 version was censored. She had the towel over her boobs, but the PC version, the towel was over her boobs, but you see like an outline, you see like her nipple on the side. So it's like, okay, I get the non uh, getting rid of the nipples for the PS yeah. Vita thing, but it's just why would you put the sun rays? Just makes no sense. Well, cause, yeah, because like most of the Sender and Cogger games, so I, I import. The Vita, the first one, Shinobi Versus. I remember that. Way back when. And then, like, when you, like, defeat one of the girls, like, she literally gets naked. But, like you said, there's, like, a little sun ray or, like, a, a ray of light over the well, private part. That makes sense. Yeah. and it, But it's, like, that is, like, way worse than almost anything they're censoring, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. I can't think of any, like, they're not, it's not like a, like, um... I don't know, like a sex game or something. You're, Nothing weird. You're not. You're like not. That. You're not becoming cat panions with cat girls, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I'm like, I'm hoping. I'm. It's like, why are you doing this, Sony? Please don't censor things like swimsuit DLC from or like. I'm. My biggest worry is getting rid of like very tame scenes from JRPGs. Yeah, it's just like it's like the, yeah, the girls in like. The girl and the guy are in like a, a spicy situation, but it's funny because they're they're like, it's it's an awkward situation. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're. Hopefully, they won't go that far. I don't think they will. Yeah. So, so in the meantime, buy it on PC. There you go. You really want that? But Sony, get your act together. Point at the camera. I was pointing at the fan for some reason. Get your act together. <laughs> From Kurt. What is one game that you regret 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 not picking up at launch? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Um, the only game where I feel like it would have really mattered, you're dad playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, the on, the only type of game where I feel like it's really fun to get to be a part of the zeitgeist is like a Souls game. Those games are so cryptic, and it's kind of fun to like figure it out with everybody else. And it would have been really fun to play Bloodborne at launch. That's one of the Souls games that I ever, the only one I ever beat, and I really got into that game. But I didn't buy it at launch, and it would have been fun to play that with everybody else and kind of figure it out together. Um, and then I guess the only other one I can think of is Dragon Quest, because it would have just been fun to be part of that conversation as it was happening. But yeah. Hmm. Mine, usually mine, have uh, usually have to do with new fighting games. If you're mm. if you're like way behind, if you're like way behind, uh, like a third season, yeah, you don't know any of the matchups. You don't know what characters do. So it takes a long time to learn everything. Like you have to learn every single character now they play, and it's way easier to be there right when the game comes out. And so you learn the characters. You're at the same level as everyone else. Like, everyone's learning the new yeah. characters and stuff like that. Yep. Let's see. I would say the most recent example that I can think of will be Octopath. That would have been fun mm. to play with everyone else like, during that first month. 
Yeah, Nick. Sorry. Still has his unopened copy. No, it's open. <laughs> oh. His unplayed copy. Yeah. I played the demo and it was like 33 hours long, right? Yeah, it's a long demo. So. Yep. <sighs> Sorry, I was trying to get the guitar to stop. <laughs> um. Oh, what am I doing? Game along. Did you do that? Did you say your Octopath? Octopath, yeah. Yeah. All right, Smash Myths. You didn't say yours. Yeah, I did. Nikolai? I said fighting games. Oh, okay. Yeah, you did. Smash Myths. In the spirit of Halloween, what? Who's your favorite horror movie monster slash villain? <sighs> See, this is a weird question, because. By favorite, do you mean the one that scared you the most, or the one that is just like a good villain? Because the, the one that scared me the most is definitely the, the xenomorph morph from Aliens. There you go. That's, and it's probably like, your favorite question. too. I don't know what's my favorite. It's like, yeah, it's horrific. It kills people in really disgusting ways. <laughs> but it's a good movie. Mine would be. You don't even see this monster. The thing. The thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think, think of anyone. Movie. I'm not a big fan of horror movies, so. Yeah, it's just the thing. It's you don't know who's the thing who's been uh, who's been absorbed, and when they transform, and it's, it's horrific. They become these amorphous blobs of flesh and scary stuff. It's got to set it on fire. It's got to burn it. And devil doesn't watch horror movies. Part two, which horror monster would you want to see show up in a JRPG as a boss? Not just a generic <laughs> vampire or zombie, but a specific horror character. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, that's kind of happened before. But... Yeah, mine has too. Yeah. Hmm. So, which, which, which ones have happened for you? Like, the thing. It's like xenomorphs. From, not xenomorphs. Necromorphs from yeah. Dead Space. Same, pretty mm, much the same. They showed up as JRPG boss fights? I'm pretty sure there's something like that. Like Wells. <laughs> Wells. <laughs> Wells from Xeno Gears. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I, I can't really think of any, like, really scary JRPG boss fights or ones that I would want to be a boss. Can you imagine? Yeah, I don't know. Can you imagine just have, fighting a giant Xenomorph? It'd be pretty <laughs> scary. <laughs> yep I don't know I don't have a good answer sorry <laughs> I like how in Z speaking of xenomorphs and, Z and xenogears uh, when you fight those uh, wells that the, their moves is called murder and they just kill your character instantly yeah. and drink you and they just heal it's like okay that's cool <laughs> no I thought wasn't it like red rum or isn't that what they find? that's what they were called red yeah. rum yeah yeah red rum but the mur like the the freaking uh Ability was called murder. Yeah, and he just stabs you. And yeah, he just drinks stabs you. And just drinks blood <laughs> and then throws you. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, that's cool. And yeah, instant kill, one hundred percent chance. Um, all right, Shia Ms. Do you legitimately believe the types of Persona spinoffs will remain the same for Persona Six and beyond, as they were up until now, as in the dancing and fighting games? Or do you think Atlas will innovate more from here? As long as they keep selling well, I say yes. Yeah, I think they're just going to keep yeah. making the same ones because that's what people want. Yeah. I'm still waiting for yeah. Persona 5 Arena. Yeah. 
give it time. Maybe next year sometime. I, I've been thinking about this. I was wondering what what else could they possibly do? Because obviously the core RPG, you don't you don't want to like go straight too far from that. Or like if you if you did like an action game or something like that, it's so close. You might as well just incorporate it into the main game. But like, yeah, the dancing games are fun little side things. Same with the fighting games. I can't really. And then the Persona Q, which is like a straight up just a dungeon crawler. What if they? I can't re really think of anything else they could do. What if they actually make like a side game, like it's a game that's based in the world of the certain Persona game. It's a side. It's a side story. And it's like it has a different gameplay, like Dirge of Cerberus, or hmm. or what's that? I mean, one? technically that's Catherine. Catherine I guess. Yeah, that's Catherine. Say, that's <laughs> didn't they do that with Catherine? <laughs> you know, in a way, because yeah. I mean, Catherine's in Persona Three Portable. Yeah. Just imagine so, you play as Elizabeth while looking for the one that she's looking for. That'd be interesting. Just it's just a game. Just, or you're like the reporter chick from Persona 5 or something, and she's, you just got to go around and chase down stories or something. Yeah. You're just a random dude in the classroom of the Phantom Thieves, and you just try to figure out who the Phantom Thieves are. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very hard. Because I know the Yakuza you play series the is doing girl. something similar, where you play as a uh, cop with this new uh, Judge Eyes game that's coming up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're doing something yeah. like that. Oh, he plays Makoto's sister, and it's like a yeah, it's like a cop game. I would I, I would actually be one hundred percent down for something like that. That'd be cool. You are the villain. <laughs> uh, Kurt, what JRPG do you believe to have the best Halloween esque feel? Ooh, that's a good question. There's only one that I know, and it's Shadow Hearts. Shadow Hearts. Well, and the, then the first one, not Kadelka. Two. Kadelka slash Shadow Hearts series because oh, they're yeah. kind of connect because they're more or less connected. That's a PS One game, right? The first yeah, one. Yeah, Kadelka's a PS One game. Shadow Hearts is just horror themed. Yeah, but Shadow Hearts Two is more lighthearted. Yeah, they brighten things up. The Shadow Hearts Two, but uh, Kadelka and Shadow Hearts One are definite horror themed. There are a couple that come to mind. Um, the first, I know this isn't. Now it's not much of a JRPG series, but the first Parasite Eve is definitely more of a JRPG. And that has like yeah, kind yeah, of an atmospheric spooky vibe to it. Um, and then another game I never played, but every time I look at it, it just looks like a Tim Burton movie. Um, Okage Shadow Oh, King. I love Okage. <laughs> I've never played it, but it looks cool. It looks, yeah. has like a really neat style to it. Yeah, it's very uh, Tim Burton-esque with some of like the humor and the whimsicalness of it. Good game though, because I know it's a yeah. PS2 classic on PS4. I think is it? Yeah, it's on. It yeah, is, I yeah. have it downloaded. Oh well, wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of PS2 JRPGs you can play on yeah. the PS4 now, Taylor. Yeah, it's it's rather archaic, but it's not. It's mm. kind of short at the same time though. Okay. Yeah, and they're visible encounters, not random encounters. So that's that's that's, uh, a, I would say that's a killer right there. Yeah, Halloween Town from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, Halloween <laughs> Town from Kingdom Hearts. Most Halloween feel ever. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does have visible encounters. Because I'm trying to think if that's just on the world map or is that in dungeons as well. Is there any other horror? I remember we did an episode when we first started the the show where we had a uh, Casey on and with Connor, and we were trying to think of like horror themed JRPGs and there really aren't that many. Yeah, there no, are. Really not. 
It's a, that, I know that's a, lot a of market. Like to... There you go. Tap into it, guys. It's called um, oh, what's that? Costume Quest. Yeah, Costume <laughs> Quest. <laughs> I mean, it's technically uh, made by a Western team, but it's you know turn-based battles, exploring a little town. Is uh, is Corpse Party HRPG or is it a horror game? It's a horror game. It's yeah, straight horror it's game. It's more like a, like an adventure game. Yeah. There's no combat, from what I remember. Unless I know a lot of people like to tie in uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but I don't really count that as a JRPG. That's more of like its own thing. Yeah. I don't know, guys. If you have any Halloween uh, JRPGs, to tell us because it's really hard to find them or to think of any. Bloodborne, I guess, if that counts. Mm. <laughs> you know, you got your spooky castle. You got your scary monsters. If Bloodborne is a JRPG, then Castlevania Sympathy and Night is. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Disgaea. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's yeah, like Disgaea can count. One. Disgaea one counts. Yeah, and it's super Halloween y. Not scary Halloween y. It feels like a yeah. Halloween game. Yeah, it's quirky. You know what's a Halloween game for me? Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like Tales of Destiny. No. <laughs> Tales of Destiny, <laughs> great I Halloween. Mean, just because I played it one day, just. I mean, the ghost ship trope is a rampant thing in JRPGs. So in the, P- sure the PS One JRPGs, there's Modern a ghost ship. In, there's a ghost Modern. ship in Xeno Gears, Taylor. Yeah. And in Nino Kuni. Yeah, Nino Kuni. Kuni is a ghost ship. Chrono Cross has one. Grandia yeah, has one. Yeah, Grandia, Grandia. has one. God, I'm trying to... Th- yeah, there's a lot of good... Uh, Second and Setsu <laughs> 3 on the Super Nintendo has one. I'm pretty sure Legend of Legend of Dragoon. Legend yeah, Dragoon has one. I think, <laughs> I think, so I think Legend of Legia has one as well. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when we did our top five. We did like a top five tropes, and I think that was the, one of the ones that I did. Yeah, Ghost Ship. I don't know. I just love the Ghost Ship trope, so... It hasn't been there No, me too. Time. I love it. It has to fit in the story. Yeah. Not like hmm. a, uh, oh, a ghost ship. Uh. Yeah, you're right. I think there is one in Grandia, Nick. So there's, there's Grandia. It's like very um, early in Grandia. Of course it's in Grandia. That's okay. my favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> because Justin, it's like, oh, there's something warm what's right this, here. What's this soft, mushy thing? <laughs> <laughs> Justin, slap. Robert! <laughs> he doesn't even mean to. Oh. It's just because it's dark. Oops. Um, there's definitely one in uh, Bravely Default. I'm just I'm, I just googled it, but yeah, there's one in Bravely Default. Yeah, there is one in Bravely Default. Uh, one in Wild Arms, the first Wild yeah, Arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is one in the first Wild Arms. <laughs> what else? What else? I can't think of anything else. I like how they did it in the first Wild Arms, though. I won't spoil that one, but I do like how that played out. <sighs> Isn't there technically one? Oh God, what game was it? Was it Ease? No, it wasn't Ease. I'm pretty Ease sure there. I'm one? pretty sure there is one in Ease. Yes, there's yeah, one. Yeah, Ease Eight. Has there's one in Ease Eight. Yeah, Ease Eight has. I one. mean, there has to be. They're on like a, an abandoned island. I feel like they just have to. Was it actually a ghost ship though, or was it like a special mechanic going on? I forgot. It was, it was technically a ghost ship. It was a ghost ship. Oh, uh, Lost Spear has one too. More like it's. Oh, Lost Spear. Yeah. Yes. It's more like an area, but that's basically what it is. More like a ship graveyard sort of thing. All right. Well, that is the end of our questions. So it's been a pretty long episode. I know. It's been like, I'm looking at the time. I'm like, we're getting close to two hours or 
more than. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that is the end of this today's episode. Thanks for listening, guys. If you haven't, please subscribe on YouTube and comment what you think below. If you have any, if you want to talk to us, best way to do it is through uh, about this episode for sure. Um, is on the YouTube comments. If you want to join our community, the Discord is link is below. He's from our Discord. That's where we met him. You know, so maybe you'll be up here soon too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people just talk about JRPGs, gaming in general, anime. Uh, just watch out for Abe. Don't take him seriously. He's yeah. Abe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. If you are listening on iTunes, even if you're listening on YouTube, give us a rating on iTunes. It helps us. It gives us more exposure to the iTunes world. It helps us out greatly. And thank you, and we'll be back next week. See ya.